Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to Get a Grip. I'm Shane Bacon, a very, very special episode today. Uh, I've got a young man named Roger Solly on the podcast, and it's a name maybe you don't know of or you haven't heard of. Uh, but he's a uh, a young man that lives in Uganda, fell in love with golf back in 2020. He'd gotten introduced to the game in 2019 and uh, took up caddying because his father had passed away and he needed to make some money for his family. He's got two brothers and two sisters uh, and his mom. And so uh, golf was kind of a, an outlet initially for work and for money for the family. And he has now turned this into a social media account on Instagram, nearly 20,000 followers and growing. And Roger is going out in his community and introducing golf to young people, to schools. He's going out and, and reaching out to, to directors of schools and principals and basically saying, can I show these young people golf? And um, it is, listen, we live in a world where there's a lot of negatives in and around golf in this sport right now. There's a lot of stuff that is easy to fall out of love with in terms of golf. This young man and this conversation you're about to listen to will uh, it'll reignite your passion and it'll uh, it'll melt your heart in a way because this is just a special person that again you talk about doing something for people and truly actually and this is a term I hate to use truly growing the game Roger is truly growing the game so make sure you follow Roger on Instagram it's Sally Golfs, S-A-L-I Golfs. That's the Instagram handle. And, you know, if you're a person that can help him out financially uh, with golf equipment, with training aids, with anything, uh, reach out to him on Instagram. Send him a DM uh, because Roger is literally going school to school talking to these people on his day off about helping to grow golf in Uganda. And that is a hell of a lot more than most of us will ever do in our life. And, uh, and this is a guy, as you'll hear in this, once he has plans for driving ranges and, uh, and free access to golf and just uh, a really special person. So enough from me because I want to get to Roger as soon as possible. Thank you all for listening. Before we get to Roger, I do want to tell you one thing. Uh, we have some really, really cool old course St. Andrews Open Championship gear dropping for the first time. Uh, the Ground Under Repair Group. Uh, has teamed up with Breaking Tea for uh, – it's going to be kind of a T-shirt collection that will be ongoing throughout the year. And so look for that on the uh, on the Ground Under Repair Instagram account, on my Instagram account, at Shane Bacon, uh, and Breaking Tea will be posted as well. But we got some very cool stuff. Kate drew up some amazing images in and around the old course that I think you will want to wear and you'll want to buy. So make sure you give that a look. All right, let's get to Roger. And today we're joined by, uh, you know, I've done a whole bunch of podcasts over the years, and uh, I'd say this is one of the most excited interviews I've uh, I've anticipated. Uh, Roger Solly is a guy uh, that I came across his page on Instagram a few weeks ago, and uh, I've just been fascinated by the young man. Uh, lives out in Uganda. Uh, he's doing an amazing job of introducing golf and the sport to young people in and around Africa, and so... I reached out to Roger and asked if he'd join, and he said yes. So, Roger, appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you jumping on the phone. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with this. How old are you? Where do you live? And what do you do for a living? Okay. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I'm 26 years old. I live in Uganda between Kampala and Entebbe. So I, I, I work as a caddy on the golf course. That is what I do. 
Roger, how long have you been caddying? For two years, uh, two or three years around there. And and what is what is caddying like in Uganda? How many golf courses are there in Uganda? If you know that answer, you know, I mean, how how often are you getting to go out and caddy? Do you carry one bag? Do you carry two bags? Um, what's caddying like in, in your area? Okay, uh, this is what caddies do in Uganda. They, if you get a bag that day, you get paid like uh, $3. So we have about 18 golf courses, but not all of them are standard. Some of them are just crap, crap, funny golf courses, but we have 18. 18 golf courses, and, and you're getting paid about $3 per loop. Uh, and um, So, Roger, when you're caddying, are you... Are you interacting with the player? Are you helping them with yardage? Are you giving them clubs? Or are you more just kind of carrying the bag? How is the interaction like when you get a chance to loop? Is it is it is it more conversational, or are you just kind of out there doing your job? Uh, it depends on the player. Some players are more quiet. Some of them are conversational. Someone wants to help him. Okay, it depends on the player. That I can't control. Depends on which player. So I, I came across your page on Instagram, like I mentioned. Your handle, by the way, is is Sally Golf. So S A L I Golfs is the is the Instagram handle. You have nearly twenty thousand followers. Uh, the page is dedicated to golf and your experience in and around the sport. But I just wanted to go back to when you first were introduced to golf. When were you first showed the sport? Did you fall in love with it right away? How did it go for you in terms of your relationship with golf? Uh, yes. Uh, the way I joined golf, like I said back then, uh, my dad had died and uh, my mom and I were the only people left on us. So we had to look for better ways of finding uh, my sisters and my brothers some school fees. So my friend connected me to the golf course and uh, I trained as a caddy. So I passed the training. So I started working in 2019 at by the end of 2018 and the start of 2019, I was cutting properly. And then uh, I, I started to play golf in about uh, 2019, like June, up to now. And were you initially taken by the sport? I mean, did it, did it, did it hit you in the heart right away? Did it take a little bit of time for you to fall in love with it? How was your personal experience with the sport? Kind of away from working and away from caddying, how was it for you personally in terms of that kind of progression for you to really, really fall into, you know, full-on love with golf? No, actually, I didn't love it because it was very expensive. I had to buy balls. I didn't have golf clubs. And uh, my friends who had golf clubs, they were better players than me, so they could not allow me to play with their golf clubs. So I didn't like it until something came up and I could play with them. Maybe I practiced a lot on the range. So I could keep myself on the fairway. So they started playing with me. Then after the after the pandemic, COVID-19 came in. That was like my turning point. I loved golf after then. I don't know why, but I loved it. Did you find yourself playing more, you know, in and around? I mean, because in the United States, when the pandemic hit, golf was an outlet. You know, golf was a place for people to get outside and to actually go do something active. You know, I mean, golf in this country has really blown up over the last couple of years because of really because of the pandemic. I mean, people were looking for things to do. 
And I mean, there's things like kayaking and river and water sports that were popular. Hiking got really popular. And of course, golf got very popular because again, it was an outdoor sport and you don't have to be too close to people. What was it like in Uganda? Was it similar? Did it get really popular during the pandemic because it was an outlet? Actually, what is unfortunate is uh, when the pandemic hit, we also had the lake. It flooded and our golf course is next to the lake. So the whole golf course flooded. So it was closed and uh, we had to go back home. Most of us went back home and it was a lockdown. We were not working. It was a tough time by then. We were not doing anything, not even golf. So you mentioned that you started caddying because of your family. You said your father passed away and you were looking for ways to make money for your family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, I have two brothers and I have two sisters. Are they older or younger than you, Roger? They're all younger. Oh, so you're the you're the you're the elder statesman. You're the you're the old you're the oldest sibling. So you you had to go get a get a job to help support. You're you're the guy that had to go out there and uh and start to bring some of the money home to the house. Yes, that is it. So, Roger, I want to transition, if you will, to what you're currently doing with golf, because I, I was I'm so fascinated by you because you are a, a walking, talking version of someone that's actually growing the game. I mean, it's a term that, at least in this country, Roger has gotten a bit overused. Uh, it's become kind of a bullet yeah. point in, you know, slideshows for big companies and PowerPoints about you know, how the business is growing and it's kind of masked under this idea of growing the game, but you're literally growing the game. And I urge people to check out your Instagram account and give you a follow there because on an almost daily basis, the videos, uh, they can bring you to tears. Uh, they will definitely make you smile, but you are going out in the community. You're going out to people that maybe don't even know what golf is or have never really seen a golf club before and you're showing them the sport. You're showing them putting and full shots and iron play and all of those things. Where did that idea start for you, Roger? Where did you come up with the idea of going out to the community and showing them this sport that you have now fallen in love with? Okay, like I, I got this idea from it looked funny for me to see some people who don't know that golf is a game people can play. Because let me give you one funny story. Most of our community, like 90% of the people, think that uh, golf is uh, something, a game for the rich guys. So uh, they can't do it. They can't play golf. So then I started with my friend. I went to school. There's that school I went to and met the director. I told him I had to introduce you to golf with this kid. Is it fine? Then he was like, yeah, I don't mind. So we started partying and they tried, all of them tried. I gave them some gifts, like uh, they shared $5 because that's what I could give them. Then they were all happy. Then that's what I want to keep doing. I want to keep traveling to uh, different places and share the game like that. What? What was the embrace like at schools when you started to go reach out to, you know, directors or principals or whomever's in charge? Did they think you were did they were they excited about the opportunity to have someone come and introduce golf to them? Did they think you were a bit crazy? I mean, what was kind of the embrace from people when you go and talk to them about introducing young people to golf? They were they were actually very excited and uh when I was trying to show them a full swing, but they had no uh, football or soccer pitch anywhere. So we went on the road. That is how I recorded that video that you are seeing now. 
So you 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 didn't have there was no golf course, so you had to make your own golf course. Basically, you had to create a fairway in a way. I mean, the the road is your fairway. That's yes. the initial introdu- introduction to golf for you, Roger. Yes, yes, that is how it was. I want to take a quick break to talk about Elijah Craig. Every player has their own unique style of play. That's part of what we love about golf. It also happens to be what we love about bourbon. Like Elijah Craig, for example, every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor. You can drink it neat on the rocks. My wife likes it neat, which is very surprising. I was surprised when she mentioned that, but I'll pour it for her and she's into it. It's everybody's go-to at the 19th hole and Elijah Craig won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2021 and it just goes to show the hard work and dedication that leads to great things. Whether you're watching at home or playing a few holes with your buddies, make Elijah Craig your signature sip. Discover the greatness within at ElijahCraig.com. Get a Grip is brought to you by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky. 47% alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. That is the key to a good afternoon. So where has this come from internally for you, this passion for doing this? when, Where did you come up with this idea? You know, where did you think, I need to go show this sport to other people? Why, I guess, is the question. Uh, I think because it's, I think it's just a passion because I, I think that people need to know about this. You just feel like people need to know about golf. They need to understand, you know, what the sport's about and, and it, it's not just for the rich people in this world that anybody can play. Yeah, that is basically what I'm trying to tell to the guys everywhere that I go. So, Roger, you're caddying how many days a week? Uh, it's not like you have to, you are sure. Some days you don't, some days you do. So it's not a sure thing. So how often are you going out to, how often are you going out in the community, going to schools and doing a little bit of what you've been sharing on, on social? How often are you getting an opportunity to go to places and show young people this, this thing you love? Uh, it's only on Tuesday when I'm off. But uh, sometimes I don't because it's it's so expensive. Uh, I have to travel with my friend who shoots the videos. So sometimes I don't because it's expensive. I have to give those kids some gifts. Yeah, that is the challenge I face. So, Roger, if people wanted to help support you, if they wanted to help you financially or to send you golf stuff or equipment or golf balls or golf clubs, or any of that, what would be the best way for somebody to help you out so that you could keep doing this? Because what I'm hearing from you, Roger, is if you had the finances, if you had things to give to the kids, if you had more golf things, you would be doing this more consistently. So how could people support and help Roger on his journey to introducing golf to more people? Yeah, uh, I want to buy a very big piece of land. Not so big, but I want to build a range like where people can come and shoot balls for free. Okay. Maybe if someone can go club, I can start training guys like for free. So your your vision your vision in Uganda is to build a place of practice and allow anyone to come yes. and they don't have to pay for range balls. You'll have golf clubs available. Yes. It'll just be a, a place for people to come and see golf and not have to spend a cent of their own money to do it. Yes, because me even, I've never been on a range which is over 50 meters. Our range is just 50 meters long and it's in a cage. 
Well, I mean, now you've now you've got a project for me, Roger. Now now you've got something that I'm very interested in doing. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be looking on online at some plots of land in your area and see what's uh, what's available. Uh, you know, I I I know equipment companies. I know a lot of people in uh, in the United States, and uh, I'm gonna be bugging them because I mean, would 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 extra golf stuff help you? I mean, if we sent you golf clubs and golf balls and things like that, I mean, you would find a place for things like that. Yes, very very. I can get it. Very easy. Sometimes I have financial problems, but other than that, everything is easy. So, Roger, let's 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 look ahead ten years from now. Okay, let's look to 2032. In your yeah. dreams, you know, if you close your eyes and you could dream up the perfect scenario in your head, what are you doing in ten years? You know, how is golf involved in your future, in your path to doing what you kind of want to do in your country? Uh, in ten years, I think. Uh, I believe that uh, my my golf game will be good, and I will have trained a lot of people, and so many guys will be not green anymore about golf. Maybe I can introduce it to schools, and we can have competitions that involve school kids. So your your idea is to really, in a, in a in a sense, really expand the reach of golf in Uganda. I mean, your hope is that Uganda over the next few years, because of you, Roger, and because of your passion with this. Yes. You can go school by school, showing people golf, showing people why it's awesome, showing people why they should love it, and the hope is that they will, in a sense, gravitate towards the game and in competitions on golf courses, getting a chance to see all that. That's kind of your dream in your head. Yes, that's it. Roger, what does your mom say? What does your mom say about all this golf stuff? I mean, you you know, you went to caddy because you needed to make some money for the family, but what does she say when you – uh, I mean, are you are you obsessed? Are you reading books? Are you watching stuff online? I mean, how are you kind of expanding your brain uh, in terms of the golf swing and the game? You know, what are you consuming? Uh, what my mom believes, uh, she doesn't know anything about golf, so she will not say anything. But uh, <laughs> my golf swing, I train, I train myself. So right now I am playing handicap three. Okay. Uh, in two years, it will be very easy for me to if I am a very good golfer, I can be able to train someone. That is what I believe. Roger, who's your favorite golfer? Favorite golfer? Yeah, who? which professional golfer do you most want to see or watch or uh, root for? Jordan is a guy called Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, your guy? Yes, Jordan okay. Spieth. Jordan Spieth. So, Roger, I'm thinking as I, as I look o- around, I'm thinking that in 2026, there's going to be a Roger and Jordan Spieth clinic in Uganda, and uh, and we're gonna just kind of keep pushing Jordan Spieth to join you for that, and uh, yeah. and all the dreams will come true. Well, Roger, listen, you're a you're a real inspiration. I mean, like I said, I was so fired up when you answered me on social media. I was so excited to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, there are a few people that are like legitimately doing day to day, feet on the ground, feet in the dirt, trying, you know, really, really trying to do something special in and around this game, and you are definitely one of those. So I really appreciate you taking some time. Thanks so much for the chat. A reminder, you can follow Roger on Instagram at Sally Golfs, so S-A-L-I Golfs. And do me a favor, if you're listening to this and you want to support Roger, send him a direct message on Instagram and uh, and connect with him because that was what I did, and it's an easy way to do it, and Roger will respond to you and – uh Hopefully, Roger, we can get you some golf uh, equipment, and uh, hopefully this dream will start to uh, to unfold because uh, you're a special person, and I really, really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, please thank you so much 
for your time and everything. I was happy to have this chat. Maybe we can have more of these conversations like this. My boss is calling me right now, so I need to, yeah. Okay. Well, tell 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 your boss you're wrapping up a podcast, and uh, and tell your boss that uh, that you'll be ready to go out there and loop. Thank you so much, Roger, for the time. Okay, sir. That is why I do this podcast. That is why I am in golf media or media in general, or is for those types of conversations. That's it. I mean, I could talk to the best golfer in the world. I could talk to the most famous golfer in the world, and those conversations will typically get a whole bunch of views and a whole bunch of eyeballs. But these are the conversations that make you happy with what you do and so uh thank you for listening thank you to roger for so thank you so much to roger for uh for just taking the time to to chat with somebody he doesn't know uh, about what he's doing in his life and around this sport and please if you can follow roger and help him out any way you can help uh that would be great i'm gonna i'm trying i'm already thinking of ways to uh to make his dream come true and now for my choice of best in craft brought to you by Wheatley Vodka. And I'm going with Chris Goddard up at the John Deere, for goodness sakes. We know how good this kid was in college, uh, Haskins Award winner, all that good stuff. But my goodness, right out of the gate. And he's making noise on the PGA Tour, tied for fourth at the Deer, shot rounds of 65, 67, 69, 66. Uh, he was second in the field for the week in strokes gained approach, second in the field for the week in strokes gained T degree, third in the field in driving distance for the week, averaging – Wait for it, 335 yards per poke at the deer. He's the perfect blend in terms of a modern game. Much like Wheatley is the perfect blend for your post-round cocktail, Wheatley Vodka 10 times distilled, triple filtered for an unbelievably smooth taste. So smooth, you can sip it straight, enjoy responsibly. That is your best in craft. Again, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Roger. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Get a Grip with Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.